0: The Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're continuing with Dudes on Demand. This request came via our Facebook page from Max in Sweden. Mm-hmm. It is 1968's If, directed by Lindsay Anderson, starring Malcolm McDowell. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching?
1: I saw. I'm, I'm sticking with a lot of Palm Dior winners, so I went with uh, Marty from 1955 uh, with Ernest Borgnine. Okay, um, it's a fantastic movie, um, and it's 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 a very simple story about just a guy who's lonely and he, he mm-hmm. meets a meets a girl and Betsy Blair plays the girl he meets. And uh-huh. It's just one evening with them. It's almost like uh, Before Sunset. That's what it sounded yeah. like from that description. <laughs> yeah, except that they're not talking about philosophy. They're, he's talking about working at a butcher shop and you okay. know, like uh, being living with his mother. But it's, uh, it's a really good movie, and everybody should check it out. It's cool. Marty. That sounds
0: cool. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't watch anything from Cans
0: or whatever, but <laughs> uh, people like this movie, X-Men from 2000. Oh, yeah. I like that movie. I had never seen any X-Men movie before. Okay. And I rented Logan, and it was scratched. So after oh. about 30 minutes, I had to stop the glory that is Logan. Yeah. The movie was sweet, mm-hmm. and it broke so My wife said, hey, let's watch X-Men. I was like, okay. So we put it on. It was a decent uh, comic book movie. I did not mind it. Yeah, A lot of origin story kind of stuff. But I want to watch the sequel because I hear it's better. X2 is quite good. Yeah. So uh, that's what I've been watching. The fans out there, let us know what they've been watching. Mike says he's been watching Bridge of Spies. Mm -hmm. You remember that one? I do. It was okay. Yes. Nominated for Best Picture for some reason, but whatever. (laughs) And Donna uh, from Houston, she wrote us a great email. Right. She said she watched Baby Driver, which is out in theaters right mm-hmm. now. Edgar Wright's new movie. I heard great things about that. I
1: can't wait to see Baby Driver.
0: Yeah, especially after what we just did with yeah, Hot Fuzz. Right. I got I to gotta get in this guy's catalog it, deep, I, I, man. I know, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for those responses. And... Question of the week last week Dave was what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Mhm. We got a lot of people coming out of the woodwork here.
1: Right. Some people answered us and that w- it was good to see.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of uh, a lot of stuff on Facebook. Matt says Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, The Wedding Singer and he says old school Adam Sandler is the best, mm-hmm. which I would agree with. Yeah. Jamie and Maria like Spanglish, which I've heard is like kind of good,
1: right? And I, and I've, I've I I didn't see it when it came out, but a lot of people seem to really like that movie. So I, I guess we'll have to l- watch it at some. point. And it's another dramatic turn for yes. Sandler, right? Yes. Uh, Tony says Big Daddy. I, I love that
0: movie. Mm-hmm. Sarah said Grown Ups One was funny as hell. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I I did take umbrage with that statement, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> whatever. Lots of people like that. Sure. Uh, Mike said Happy Gilmore the Water Boy. Fifty First Dates. I hate fifty first dates. Yeah. I despise this movie.
1: I, I think everything post 2000 is where
0: it really starts to get sour. <laughs> okay. You know? <laughs> um, and Marty says Happy Gilmore. The mm-hmm. fight between him and Bob Barker is classic. <laughs> I totally agree. That's one of the best
1: parts uh-huh. in any Adam Sandler movie. Yes. The price yes. is wrong, bitch. Yes. It, it y- you you can't, can't, I mean oh. like. Because it's so unexpected, so out of nowhere, and and not in that in that stupid oh this is so random kind of way. Like it, it's it's just Bob Barker is in a movie and he's in a f- fist fight with Adam Sandler. It, yeah. it really can't be beat. So I'm wondering if that's going to hold up as
0: further generations come around and don't remember Bob Barker, um, uh, or if they didn't grow yeah. up watching him, Oh you know, wow! Or they don't know what The Price is Right is. Okay. I mean that movie might be obsolete by then anyway. <laughs> but you know who cares? It's still funny. Yeah. Uh, and on Instagram. Uh Mosmia Metal says Jack and Jill. No question.
1: <laughs> See, he might be trolling us uh, because yeah. of what we said the other day. You know, like 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 all of a sudden listeners are doing that to us more and <laughs> right. more. You know, they're they're getting on us. Charlie as, keeps you know, hashtagging Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> I, I'm sure Mosmia Metal is, is all about Jack and Jill, you know? <laughs> you really watch the nonstop best movie. Yeah. <laughs> um and Taylor gets at us, said Happy
0: Gilmore. And talking about the movie says Punch Drunk Love. So there you go. Thank we you. End it on a good note. Yes, someone. Oh, punch <laughs> Drunk Love. Yes, of course. Most of these are good. I like most of these movies, man. I do too, yeah. Okay, so thanks for those responses. Stay tuned at the end of the episode for this week's Question of the Week. And we're really looking forward to what you got to say about that one. Mm-hmm. Now, Dave, let's talk about 1968's If. This request came from Max in Sweden
1: once again. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Sure. Um, so, if is the actual first um, first movie in the Mick Travis trilogy. Uh, that that was the three movies that uh, that were made uh, with Lindsay Anderson, um, in which he has the protagonist Mick Travis. It's just this everyman character. Uh, we had already done Oh Lucky Man, mm-hmm. and five years prior, there was the first movie, which was If, and it's when Mick is in prep school. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in a boarding school with. Uh, and he's one of the like like older kids in the school, but he's not one of the whips.
0: Right. I think um, he's a senior. Yes.
1: Um, or whatever that sixth year, seventh something knows? like that. Yeah. I don't know the system that well. Right. Um, the 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 whips who are in charge of the of the boarding school like are pretty much like just gods. They they, they do whatever they like. Right. Um. And the the headmaster and all the faculty allow them to run things. Mm-hmm. They they're very privileged and. Um, what Mick needs to do is, um, you know, like gather the other kids and figure out a way to uh, stand up to these guys. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm giving like me giving that plot synopsis like doesn't, of course, go into the like the depth of this movie. It doesn't give justice to no. this. That synopsis is like, OK, so this is one of 10,000
0: movies made yes. on this subject matter. Exactly. Yeah, but it's not done in this way, right? Lindsay Anderson has a very unique style of making movies, and I'm not w- as well versed as you in that. But the movie is like kind of strange in ways. It's, yeah, it's off in ways. It's not your typical, you know. We've done Dead Poet Society. Yeah, that's a kind of fight the system kind of movie. Yeah, in a way, especially from a you know a prep school viewpoint. Right. This movie is not that movie at all. It's not about finding your voice. It's about fighting the system, more more or less. Wait, I'm sorry. So, so Dead Poet Society is about fighting the system, kind of. But it's like more about standing up for what you believe in, I guess. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah. this is more like. I'm not going to hold on to these traditions yes. and shit. I don't know. They're similar, but
1: this movie is like the system is broken and the only way to fix it is to just completely, you know, like, yeah, like this destroy it brick by brick. Yeah, this is almost
0: like an anarchist's favorite film, yes. you could say.
1: Right. It's just it's
0: a strange movie. Mm-hmm. And the way it ends is strange. Like just like Oh lucky man, it dabbles in the surreal in ways. Of course. Like the end of the movie is a total shootout and people are dying and stuff. Yeah. Um and it just ends and we don't know what happens. No. And at the beginning of Oh Lucky Man, okay, so it's Mick Travis, it's the same guy. But is it the same guy? <laughs> he just has the same name and it's the same actor? Like Yeah. So it doesn't really make sense if you're trying to think it through logically. Like like trying to think of consequences
1: that kids would would they do this? Like would it play out like this? You know, it's just yeah. very odd. Right. And j- just like I I I wondered about, you know, in seeing it again for for like the, the fourth time now. Mm-hmm. Um if, if what happens toward the end or, or all that stuff that's going on where they're even gathering the arsenal, mm-hmm. is it kind of like American Psycho? You know, is, yeah. is, is it maybe not going as well as it looks like? is, is are, are we seeing what, what their fantasy of, of the situation right. is? Right, right. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I can't really answer that. And because they're using, like, these surrealist flights, yeah. uh, who knows what's really happening?
0: Yeah, it's kind of strange. Is, is he just thinking this in his head? Yeah. You know, like... What if I do this? You know, you get (laughs) right because the title's if dot 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 dot. Right, (laughs) I love that. I know. I never see like that big
1: dot 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 at the end of a title. Me neither. Yeah, (laughs) I know, and and especially just a one-word title like this. Yeah, Yeah. and I don't know if it's related to the Rudyard Kipling uh, poem or not. Um, I I. I saw okay. it, you know, so I did a little bit of research on it. I wasn't like totally familiar with it, everybody. Um, like with the with the Kipling thing, but when I saw that it was like the same title, I was like, Okay, let me read this. And okay. it's it's like just weird elliptical references to stuff that may be happening in this movie, but mm-hmm. but I guess I'm just not deep enough to pick up on all of it. Maybe Lindsay Anderson was. Right. But um Yeah, so okay, so the movie is about Malcolm McDowell's character Mick Travis,
0: yeah, fighting back to the against the school system. They're yeah. telling him what to do and he doesn't want to, basically. Right. I think the movie really works because of Malcolm McDowell. Mm-hmm. Like he has just this kind of weird kind of smugness, you know? Like this strange all-knowing defiant <laughs> smugness. I know. <laughs> Which you just can't really get from most people it's it's a unique charm we talked about it on oh lucky man it's just like you look at his face and you're like okay what is he thinking (laughs) and it's almost like he knows everything and he can do anything but he really can't yeah and he kind of takes it in stride but he knows he's gonna do something about it,
1: right? And, and and I I know what you mean about that 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 quality that Malcolm McDowell in particular has. Um, it's it's definitely unique to him, mm-hmm. um, especially when he was younger. Like this Clockwork Orange and O Lucky Man. Yeah. You, you you there's something about Malcolm McDowell's you know like facial structure and his expressions, no matter what character he's playing. Yeah. That just is so appealing, and 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 you you want you want to not only see more of what he's doing, but he's instantly sympathetic. You know, as the protagonist of a story. Yeah. No matter what he's doing. Yeah. And I think the way he delivers lines and just
0: the way he speaks and it's... his voice is, is a big part of that, too.
1: He was born with a great instrument, that voice. Yeah. yeah.
0: And this kind of dialogue works perfectly with it. Like I said, it's kind of strange stuff. Like when he walks into the school and he's got that scarf on, he's covering his mustache yes. that he grew over the summer. It looks like Dark Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally does. And he comes in, he takes off his scarf, and I think Johnny's like, Why'd you grow that? Yeah. And he says, to hide my sins. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, oh. Lines like these just make the movie. I, I am so glad you brought that up, too, because I'm sitting there watching the movie, and like, I mean, I hadn't seen it in a few years, and I and mm-hmm. I, I didn't remember it, like, word for word. And when he said, to hide my sins, I was like, like I actually kind of got, like, chills. I was like, oh, Malcolm. You yeah. Know, well, like, you're like, oh, that's good. Yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> that, that's good
0: Malcolm McDowell right there, you know? Mm-hmm. And that line right there is, like, one of his first lines in the movie. It is. And it really like kind of sums up part of the movie, like fighting the religious establishment. Yeah, you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. Especially the 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 hypocritical religious establishment, yeah. as we see. Mm-hmm. I mean, like none of these guys really have these beliefs, and they're 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 just jamming it down everyone's throat. That, that it's and it's it's part of amazing. Like it's part of the school system. I mean, like like yeah. It's it's just it's they all go, interwoven. They go to
0: mass every day. Every day, you know, at this
1: school, mm-hmm. and the priest there.
0: Is I mean there's this scene when I think uh Stephens is confessing to him, you know, he has these desires yes. and the priest is like rubbing his chin, kind of mm-hmm. like, Mm, yeah, yeah. Tell me about these desires. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's not very overt, uh-huh. but it's just this subtle touch of, you know, the actor playing the priest doing this movement and his eyes kind of like lighting up. Yes. Like, oh, here comes the good stuff. Yes, you know.
1: And we're picking up on it whether mm-hmm. it's whether it's explicit or not. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they're getting the point across.
0: And that priest also at the end, he's telling everyone, you know, we're all deserters in the war and Jesus Christ is our commander and you're all deserters. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. Uh, it's really good stuff. And this is <laughs> he says all that stuff right before Mick starts to plan. He's already planning to fire on
1: the staff. Of
0: course. <laughs> so it's, a, it's very good building up to that point.
1: Yes. I, I think that the, these kinds of movies, especially this one, appeal to me because I've always like sort of had this fantasy of leading a rebellion at a prep school. Oh yeah, I I, I don't know why. <laughs> well, I know you have a fascination with prep school. Movies. I, do. Uh-huh. I do, I do. I'm I'm really like like anything that's about this subject, especially in England. I'm just totally down. Uh huh. Um, and I but I still like as 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 much as I want to uh, you know be the leader of of something that overthrows it. I'm I'm still kind of in love with the idea. Of there being this place where like knowledge is really rewarded and 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 you know um, where you're just kind of immersed in learning at yeah. all times. Yeah. I mean, you can keep all the church shit. Yeah. Um, and especially the like the the hip, hypocritical church stuff because that that's where it's really you know I, I don't mean in a disrespectful way to Christianity but just like this thing where it's it's institutional religiosity yeah. that, that really has no like th- these guys aren't sincere. You know, it's
0: mind control. Yeah, that's the angle it's coming from. Right. It's not let's learn this and love this. Absolutely, you know, and right. preach this. This is what we have to do because it's what we're told to do. Mm-hmm. That's that's what this is. Yeah, creating new robots for for so that society can perpetuate. Mm-hmm. And not only is the movie like, there's that religious system, but there's also like fighting the school system. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. fighting the country even. You know, there's yeah. the scene when Denson is my favorite whip actually yes. in the yeah. movie. Uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's also an old lucky man. Yeah, and um, <laughs> there's the scene when the the boys are about to get reprimanded. You know, Mick, Johnny, and Wallace, the yeah. the gang there. Uh huh. And he comes in and he said, they tell him Roundtree. I think tells him you're just for being a nuisance. You're gonna be whipped. Yes, you know? yes. And then I think someone, I think Ma- Mick talks back a little, and Denson says like, "You know what I do? I serve the nation." And he like grabs his like lapel. You don't know what that means do you or something yes and mick says oh that piece of wool on your tit <laughs> it's an amazing line i, I love have, it.
1: I it written down right <laughs> here isn't it the best yes but that piece of wool on your tit i oh man oh it's so good <laughs> oh god it's like
0: okay yeah i don't care about england when do i get to do what i want to do uh-huh. he even says that earlier in the movie like when do we get to start living yeah you know yeah um, so,
1: you know, screw, screw your tit wall. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it goes back centuries, of course. Right. You know, this whole idea of England and the realm. And yeah. Doing everything for the good yeah. of, you know, king, of queen and country. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and like, <laughs> that, th- that, these guys who don't really have any conception of, of what it means to, you know, having like, like what medieval England was, they're just pretending to be uh, like, you know. Admire—they're just pretending to admire the past. So, I mean, Mick sees right through it. Right. These guys haven't—they've never spoken up for themselves.
0: Yeah. And just kind of had have rolled over and kind of bought all this stuff. Yeah. They, they're buying in, thinking, "Okay, I need this is the way we need to do it." You know, this is how the this establishment keeps going. Yes. These kind of kids that get brainwashed early and just keep going up the ranks. Right. You know, everyone in a high level. Position in this school were these kids at some point. That's true. Mm-hmm. And the and right after that, there's another line. Okay. I gotta repeat this. Yes. This is the ahead. best. It's when Roundtree asks them if they have any final words or whatever, mm-hmm. and they they you know Johnny and Wallace start to turn around, and Mick says, "I, I have he. I think he says I have something to say, but or he might just blurt it out. He says the thing I hate about you, Roundtree." is the way you give Coca-Cola to your scum and your best teddy bear to Oxfam and expect us to lick your frigid fingers for the rest of your frigid life.
1: Oh, man, that's strong. It's great
0: writing. And it's only that Malcolm McDowell tone
1: and delivery can nail that. I his 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 voice was like made for that passage mm-hmm. you know like it can only come out of his mouth it's it's really really great everything he says in this movie is almost poetry yeah it, I it's
0: it's <laughs> it's so good it's well written stuff yeah and it's not easy material either i don't think i think it's, it's, it's very like, dense it's dense and it's it's hard to understand almost at mm-hmm. times like this like that speech he gives right there right. that like one line that's a that's
1: a quite a sentence that's a that's a a big sentence. <laughs> it's it's theatrical. It's yeah, I mean, stuff right. It. You 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 got to you got to like have you got to re- not only just remember the lines, but you got to deliver it well, in a in a cogent way. I had to
0: rewind it. Yeah. I even had to look it up to be like, "Okay,
1: what did he exactly say?" cuz I can't <laughs> right. repeat this. Yes. <laughs> but it's good. I know. <laughs> um yeah, and I I guess we can just talk about just the the, you know, we, we we discuss kind of institutional you know policies that 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 kind of make this system work. Uh-huh. Um, kind of like in Gosford Park when like the servants are being servants and the the. Uh, the nobles are being nobles the yeah. the only reason it goes on is because everyone decided to per, kind of participate in this thing yeah with everything that the whips do and that what the the administration allows the whips to do it's it, it takes whatever the established the established system is and just allows it to perpetuate you know because everyone doesn't like almost they don't know that we can do something different right yeah you know um mm-hmm. it, it takes someone like Mick um, and Wallace and Johnny to, to like say well wait a minute what why if if this if this tradition isn't working anymore, why do we have to continue doing it? Right. Um, and no one ever asked that question until uh, until these guys come along. Right. And if people have, they've had it,
0: uh, you know, beaten out of them. Basically. It's been squashed. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that to continue this system. Right. Is
1: by beating it out of people, and making them conform to it. Yeah. And then and then like wrapped up in all of this like religious hypocrisy and, and this, you know, like governmental oppression, there's like a theme of like institutional homosexuality too. Yes. Throughout yes. this movie. With Phillips yes. and Roundtree, uh-huh. yeah. And and even with the priest a little too. Yes. But I, I love this. So yeah, go ahead. It's and it's it's just like and and it's not the good kind. It's it's not like where everybody it's a non issue for anything. It's it's just it's like abusive. I mean, like they they all like they they all drool over Phillips. Yep. You know, in a in a in a really sadistic kind of gross way. Phillips
0: is probably in like his third year or something yes. at this school. Maybe he's, what is he like a thirteen year old boy? He's a thirteen 14. year old boy. Yeah.
1: And he he what the, the actor who's playing him has kind of like feminine beauty. Yeah. Um, he, he looks like he, Michael he, Pitt. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He re, he really does look like a Michael lot. Pitt. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and he's just a, a a guy who's going around doing his thing, and he probably is going to be. Uh, gay and you know in his private life he probably yeah. already is right, but that doesn't mean that he needs to be shamed for it, and it doesn't mean that he needs to be um like like abused you know sexually by these guys who are just like they that it's 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 more like prison you know than it is actual yeah. love. I mean there there's nothing about this right. situation that that is at all tender or at all you know like like what it needs to be. Yeah, he's
0: kind of like Roundtree has him like under his control. Yeah, you know. Which is disgusting. Right. And I think Denson even calls him out on it. He's like, Roundtree, why do you even do this? Yes. You know? And and Roundtree and the other two whips kind of give Denson shit. They're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You're not participating in this? I know. I know. What they're, they're such <laughs> yeah. bastards!
1: I mean, like, and and they they then assign Phillips to Denson as like his steward. To, yeah, you know, like, hey, you're gonna start abusing him now, right? Yeah, you know? like, what the fuck? Yeah, just to to
0: like spite Denson. Yeah, and and the way it's presented, it's not, it's not like even it's not it it sounds it's a very bad situation. Yes, it is. But the way it's shown isn't like disturbing or mm-hmm. even wholly bothersome. Right, but it's really hard to describe, like you said. Yeah. <laughs> um. Because they show Phillips even looking at Roundtree at some—it's one of my favorite scenes when he's watching Roundtree perform on the horizontal
1: bar. It's actually Wallace. That's it's, Wallace. Yeah, it's—it's it's not Roundtree. It's, oh, I it's, thought it's, it was Roundtree. Yeah, no, it's—it's oh. it's Wallace doing doing the uneven bars. Okay, all right. So that's like his one moment of like, oh, you know, like he's—he's he's allow, allowing his own desires, like his own thoughts. Okay. You know, and and we're we're actually kind of. You know, like encouraging, like oh yes, please, Phillips, go, go with 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 Wallace. You okay, know? so
0: that brings a whole different meaning to yes. to the scene to me now because right. I thought he was looking at Roundtree, right? Um, kind of like that the, whatever when the nurse falls in love with their patient or whatever. Oh, you know? okay, something yeah. like that. Okay, like you know he's being. It's, ab- it's
1: not Florence Nightingale syndrome. No, yeah. no, yeah. no.
0: But like he's being abused by Roundtree, so he loves Roundtree.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. Something like yeah. that. That's
0: what yeah. I mean. Uh, but no, like if it's Wallace, yeah, it's like his desire is this, but he's not allowed to pursue that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's better. Yes. I like that better.
1: That's the one, it's like the one kind of respite for Phillips is, is is this, this, this time where he gets to like, you know, admire, uh, you know, Wallace's beauty. And I think Wallace kind Wallace looks at him kind of like, oh, Hey, you know, yeah, and I see you're looking at
0: me yep. just watch go and, ahead and I think Wallace
1: kind of digs it and <laughs> yeah. like later in the movie they're like smoking together behind you know like in the in the, the basement there and and having mm-hmm. a conversation so yeah they're, they're, hopefully they're, they're, their story will will you know continue
0: yeah hopefully um Hopefully I don't get shot to death at the end of the movie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Phillips is loading the guns, you know, right right there. So So
0: how does Phillips become one of these crusaders? Because of Wallace. Is that why? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. See, this all makes... I had these questions, and now they're getting answered because this one scene... Yes. I I wasn't paying enough attention to who it was in that scene. Right. All right. Great. (laughs) But that's one of my favorite things in the movie. Like, yeah. Phillips is one of my favorite stories through the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. What, what do you think of, like, the other, like, the, the scums that are coming in, the, the freshman class, <laughs> whatever they're called. Yeah, the scums. Like, like the one, is, is his name Jude? Jute. Jute. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's this real, like, tiny Tim-looking kid. <laughs> and um they, they assign, you know, the guy from Christmas Story to teach him what to do.
1: <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's Ralphie. It looks like Ralphie.
0: Um, I feel like... The younger classman's story doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, and it doesn't need to be here. Okay, that's what I feel like. How, okay. do, you, how do you feel about that
1: stuff? Well, I'm I'm entertained by the scenes. But, yeah, they're but not I, bad yeah, scenes. But I agree with you that they're kind of extraneous to what we really are there for. I feel like they're there to punctuate
0: just this oppression we've been talking about and yeah. the establishment. They mm-hmm. show more of the same. Right. But we've already seen this kind of stuff with the the older classmen too. So yes. like. I don't feel like it's completely necessary in the movie.
1: I mean, I guess the good thing about it being there is not only because it's well-written and everything, but also maybe just to show how early the abuse can start. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's true. Because it's not just these upperclassmen who are getting it. It's from the get-go, you're force-fed this stuff. Yep. Okay, yeah. I mean, it has a point. Mm -hmm. But... The movie could have stood on its own without it. Oh, I agree. But the movie still is. It's only like ninety-five minutes, I think. It's, it's not um, super long. It's not
1: super long. It's it's a it's a little under two. I think I think it was like an hour and fifty. It was was one fifty? Yeah, one fifty was. Okay, maybe yeah. it's
0: longer than I thought. But
1: yeah. yeah, it's still good with it in there. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the surrealism in the movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, also the changing of film stocks. I don't think we mentioned it yet. But no, um, no. it's there. I've
0: brought it up on a past episode. Yes, but not not now. Yes, it changes from color to black and white. Just Seemingly randomly mm-hmm. throughout the movie,
1: right? And in looking into, like, like trying to analyze why it's happening, yeah, um, it's kind of impossible to, to to really, you know, get a grip on why, yeah, on, on why it goes from black and white. It to really
0: color. is because I've i noted every time it changed and what was happening, uh-huh. and I couldn't piece anything together really.
1: Yeah, it was seemingly at random. Yeah, um, and and it's and you you think okay, well maybe maybe uh, in, in in scenes that. Are like taking place inside somebody's head. It's black and white, but no, right? Because we we watched Phillips admiring Wallace, you know, on the uneven bars. Mm-hmm. Um, now the 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 probably the most famous black and white sequence in the film is when um, Johnny, uh, when Mick and Johnny uh, ditch school, yeah. and they go into town, which is forbidden. You yeah, you're not supposed to go into town at all.
0: Right? There's dangerous ideas there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I know. <laughs> Those are exact words. That's the actual rule that you're supposed to follow because right. there's dangerous ideas there. Oh man, God, that's so crazy. <laughs> uh, but they go and they they go into this little cafe, and they uh, the, the the girl who's running the cafe, who is credited only as the girl. That's her name. The actress is Nicole Noonan or something. Christine like? Noonan. Christine Noonan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And th- this is this is a, a difficult scene to even talk about because you know, like I I still don't quite know. You know, what's actually happening and what's in the characters' heads.
0: Right. Um, this is my favorite scene in the movie. Okay. They go to the cafe. It's Johnny and Mick. Yep. And they go in, and the girl is working behind the counter, and they both ask for coffees. And she comes out, and it's it's quite strange because she's kind of eyeing them like, ooh, boys. Yes. And they're like, oh, a girl. Uh-huh. So it, the whole scene kind of has a weird sexual tension to it. Yeah. And Johnny orders uh, black coffee, I guess. And then she's like, okay, and she's about to pour mixed black coffee, and he goes, white or something. He yeah, changes he w- he it at white. the last right. second mm-hmm. to, like, mess with her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she, like, gives him this look, like, okay, fine. Uh-huh. You're kind of cute. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, they get their coffee, and he kisses her, and she slaps him, mm-hmm. and kind of, like, playfully is, like, she slaps him hard and good, because yeah. he kissed her. Right. But she kind of liked it. Right. Right. And then he, they go and sit, Mick turns on some music at the jukebox, and then she comes up behind him and starts talking to him, saying she likes lions, mm-hmm. or tigers, I forget what she says. And then they start, like, roaring at each other and fighting as if they're two big cats. Uh-huh. And they start rolling around on the ground, and then all of a sudden they're naked rolling around on the ground. Yes. All while Johnny's sitting at the table, like, out of frame. Uh-huh. And then it cuts to Johnny sitting at the table, and then Malcolm and... You know, Christine Noonan come to the table fully clothed again and sit down yeah. as if they've just finished having sex. Maybe mm-hmm. it's very strange. It is, but it's awesome. It's, it's I a, love it. It's a great
1: scene. Um, and the, the the switching from fully clothed to completely naked is is you know like definitely unexpected. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to wager that that didn't happen. That 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 Malcolm that that Mick is thinking about this. Okay, you know, like like they didn't actually you know just totally. You you can't imagine that it's, it's hard. Yeah, public sex for 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 this guy uh, in front of his schoolmate. I mean, like, is he that uninhibited? I, I don't I, know. I mean, who and, knows? And this girl's I, just all of a sudden woo. Oh okay. yeah, I mean, ex- it's I'm London totally in into the this. '60s exactly. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> but I mean, if you if we follow this through, let's say okay, this did happen. Yeah, or it didn't happen. Let's say, and we follow it through the rest of the movie. He sees the girl through the telescope, and yeah. she waves at him, which. She would not be near enough close to see with the tele. I guess. Oh, that's yeah, maybe. Right. Or or he would not know where to look, and she just happens to be hanging out the window (laughs) waving at him. That's a really like, is that real? And then at the end, (laughs) she she's in the basement cleaning it with them, and she like puts that fetus jar back. Yeah, and then and then she's shooting the school up with them later. Like she's just kind of appearing
1: here. So is this all fake? Is it his fantasy? Um. I, I had not put any analysis into this, but I'm going to say just now, like like just really cheaply, yes. Okay. I, I think that this is not... I, I, I would say that like the girl, that Christine Noonan's um, like involvement in all of these things is mm-hmm. probably just in his head.
0: Okay. It, it could be. Yeah. But again, it's hard to tell because the movie jumps into these sur- surreal sequences yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Right. And... At the end of that cafe sequence, they're riding that motorcycle in the field, and I think that's in color. It is in color. So it's like yeah. okay. So
1: does the color mean it's not? Means it like is that real? It's, Who it's, knows? I man. know, and it's also it's also staged very strangely because like like so so Mick and Johnny are on the motorcycle, Mick's driving, and Johnny's on the back of it. Like we've seen them like riding it along kind of the highway, and then when when uh, when the girl comes in, when Christine Nuna comes in. She's actually standing like upright yeah. on on the bice- on the seat. Yeah. And like I think she's between the two guys. Yeah, they're like probably supporting yeah, her. Yeah, holding you know? her up kind of. And it's some impressive stunt work yeah, on the part of these actors. It's the actually. real actors. It's, it's really them on <laughs> their this bike. In a field. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> in a gopher hole or something. <laughs>
1: exactly. Christine Noonan's gonna go flying. Oh man, dude. Yeah, if they hit any rock, she's done. Yeah. Um, that
0: not that strange? I couldn't help but think that. Like, wow, that must have been very dangerous for yes, the actors. Of course.
1: Like, I, I,
0: yes. Like, that's the movie nerd in me. <laughs> like, I can't just enjoy things, the story. No. I'm just like, ooh, that must have been difficult <laughs> to set up and perform. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and they stole the motorcycle, by the way. Exactly. Too, yes. Which is great. Yes, I love that scene. Um, yeah, that's my
1: favorite part when they go joyriding
0: around, mm. you know, the city.
1: It's very triumphant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually, she is the one who I believe uh, kills the headmaster. At the end. Oh, and yeah, up, she, she pulls out that pistol. Yes.
0: And just fires
1: them and fires them yeah.
0: because he comes out and he's like, boys, put down your guns. Yes. Please stop. Yes. And she pulls out that. It's Clint Eastwood, man. She pulls this <laughs> shit out. <laughs>
1: Bam. I know.
0: And it's like from the rooftop and it's a dead center shot in the forehead. Uh-huh. And then does he explode?
1: <laughs> he does not explode okay uh, like, cuz there's a explosion cuts. near him okay
0: then a yeah. cut and there's a big explosion yeah, right there yeah cuz 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 like uh, cuz Phillips is like loading
1: yeah like, there's a mortar yeah he's <laughs> firing <yeah. laughs> but it's not the dude who explodes no okay yeah. cool all right <laughs> But, it, but it's those kinds of things that, that lead me to believe that some of this is happening, you know, just, just you know, like in a in a fantasy realm. Right, and I, one
0: more thing I want to talk about with that, mm-hmm. the cafe scene is the music. Uh-huh. There's that song that keeps playing. It's a really weird song. I, I don't know how to describe the song. I think the movie might even open with it. It's like a very kind of... Uh almost like a chant hymn kind of thing.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? and they, they do it like like 10 times throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. and
0: it, and it's during the intro and like while mixing his room, mm-hmm. cutting out magazines and yes. stuff. And, and then he plays the record. He owns the record, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and then that's the song he plays at the cafe too. I, I, the, the song has to mean something here. Yeah. Because it, it's played at all these different times, which are presenting different ideas. Like when he's right. at the school, it feels kind of like okay, so maybe he's, maybe it's an oppressive kind of song or a traditional song. Yes, but then he's at the cafe and he picks the same song on the jukebox, and it feels kind of more like freeing and defiant. Mm. It's very strange. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like. I don't know why the song is played at all these different points, right? But it, it's used to great effect and in, for different effects.
1: Well, I I, I think you've kind of nailed it with that. I mean, like like if, if you can take something that that meant one thing in a particular sequence and then have it mean something completely different just by playing the song and having the surroundings be dissimilar, I I, I think maybe that's what it is.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I really like that. Mm-hmm. I really like how they use that music. That's right. the that's the last thing I got on the cafe.
1: Okay, that's fine. <laughs> and the cafe the cafe sequence deserves to be talked about because it's. It's it's really it's really quite. Something. It's the one thing I remembered
0: the, from the first time I I seen the movie. Oh yeah, like uh-huh. it's I remembered a few things, but right. it's, that's the
1: main that thing stood out in my head like vividly. Yes, and yes. it still does. Right, me too. Um, we've we, we've 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 talked about the whips and and we we've mentioned them, you know, like some a couple of them by name, Denson and, and Roundtree. Uh huh. Um, there's also Fortinbras, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Okay. Um. What actually gets everything moving and what drives Mick and his guys to to do what they do toward the end is um, after the uh, bit of wool on your tit line. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) What that culminates in is the whips, uh, like taking Wallace, Johnny and Mick to the gym. Um, They make them stand out in the foyer and they come in one by one and get four like lashes. Yeah. uh, From Roundtree. It's obviously a traditional, you know, way of way of punishing the rank and file. Right.
0: This is the the norm. Yes, it's what you do, and it's not en- out of character.
1: Yep. At the end, after you get your licks, you you shake hands with Roundtree and you say thank you, Roundtree. Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets to the fourth lash for Mick, he's the last one to go in. Mm-hmm. He just like us thinks, okay, I'm done, and he's kind of just kind of you know like right. He okay, grabs his jacket. And yep. He's like, okay, I'm done. Yep. Yeah. And they say, you hear Roundtree say, you know, bend down, you know, sit back down or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets about eight more. Yeah. And then they start, like, uh, instead of having the camera trained on on either Roundtree or Malcolm McDowell, it goes from, like, room to room in the school yeah. where everyone can hear what's going on. Yep. Um, so I don't know if that if that means that, like, you know, it's not necessarily that, that they're all now now kind of mobilizing for a rebellion or they're just, like, kind of understanding that the, what, what just happened went outside of the tradition. It's no right. longer fair. Yeah. Uh, if it ever was fair, it, it's it's now like Roundtree is, it, and the other whips are just enacting something. They're, they're, it's a personal vendetta with them.
0: Yeah, it's not by the book. Yep. It's, I hate these motherfuckers. Exactly. And I'm going to take out my rage on them. Yes. Um, it's the abuse of power. Mm-hmm. It's not... It would still, I would say, it's still abusing your power to beat these guys for their offense being a general nuisance
1: in any way. Like the 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 first time you lay hands on someone, Mm -hmm. no, yeah, you can't fucking do it.
0: No, you know, it's not justified exactly, and especially. Triple the punishment for the leader for no reason. Oh God! Other than I hate your face.
1: Yes, and 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 this guy's defiant. He's not respecting tradition. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh my God! But isn't that English tradition? That's it's the English way. This is what I want to do. (laughs) So fuck
0: you. Exactly.
1: Fuck you, rest of the world. Absolutely. That that is what you're supposed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like 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 rebellion is part of English tradition. Yes, of course it is. Oh
0: my god. I never I didn't think we'd pull that stuff out of this scene. That's awesome. And like one thing I've I kind of caught on, I don't know if it means anything, but there's kind of that nerd guy in the upper class yes. with the telescopes and the microscopes uh-huh. and stuff. That guy's hilarious, by the way. I love this character. <laughs> right. But while the beating's happening, they show him looking in his microscope, and you see through the microscope, like, uh, the cells multiplying. It's like a
1: bacteria thing. Yeah, yeah. and, it
0: mm-hmm. like, I saw that, I was like, ooh, it's like, kind of like mixed rage multiplying, or here he comes, you know, it's building up now. Yes. You know, uh, he's being pushed too far, and mm-hmm. now... You know, it's growing.
1: Yes, there's definite <laughs> symbolism. There. Yeah, it's I mean, awesome. Yeah, there's a gathering, you know, like disease that, that is being that now being spread. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um,
0: it's a great scene. Uh-huh. Um, and what I really loved is how it's set up. They, the three boys walk into like outside the gymnasium, like the locker room or something, and they're all waiting there for their turn. And Wallace and Johnny end up getting before Mick, like you said. And the camera's just—it's a—it's a, the camera's set like set up in the corner of this room, yeah. And you just see the boys waiting there. It's about ten minutes long. Mm-hmm. And then when it finally gets to Mick, we go in the room with Mick. Yeah, like, that's right. I really, right. really loved how they set that up. Yes, This scene's done very well.
1: Right, how we only see the inside of the gym when it's Mick. When it's Mick's right. point mm-hmm. of view. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and back to that nerd guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's one thing when they're doing the war games. Yeah. And he's like teaching these younger kids how to like shove the bayonets into like people. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, you forgot to scream or whatever. <laughs> Hold on, let me find this.
1: It's like a war cry.
0: He, go, he forgot to yell. Uh, yeah. He's like, it's like this. Yeah. <laughs> and you see like all his scraggly teeth and he's like right in the camera. I know. And he goes, it's the
1: yell of hate. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that reveal of his like eight teeth. Yeah. I mean, wow, that's something, man. That's funny. you just not expecting it.
0: It's really <laughs> funny.
1: And there's there's a scene early where they're like giving
0: Stefan like shit. Yeah. They're like, Stefan, are you Buddhist or whatever? Uh huh. Because you like men or, or like they say something stupid like that. Yeah. Really like, you know, terrible. Right. And then the, the nerd guy goes, do you mean Hindu? Yes. <laughs> like, and I, they're yeah. like, uh,
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, because they're saying that the yeah. Buddhists worship sex. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and 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 he's he's correcting them. Like, you mean Hindus? They hit. Yeah. You know, like, the Hindus came up with the Kama Sutra. You assholes. And not I, the Buddhists. I love him because he's just such out of place. This uh-huh, kid. Yeah. And it's not like he's really
0: conforming, or he's not rebelling. He's just kind of there, like whatever. Which is so dangerous yeah.
1: for for any kind of establishment like this because yeah. that guy will go unnoticed.
0: And that guy. He, that kid is smarter than everyone there of already. Course, of course. This kid, this kid's going to do something. <laughs> and he already realizes how stupid this place is. Yeah. And, like, man, he doesn't care. Right. I think Steffens comes over and is like, what the hell is this? He's got a ray gun. It's his telescope. And he's like, actually, it's this. Like, <laughs> I mean, like... Stephens is kind of like the hot shit in the in the room, and yeah. nobody really likes him. But this nerd kid just doesn't care who he's talking to.
1: He's just like whatever. I know. And I love it. <laughs> I know. I do. I do too. Because yeah, like like Stephens is is like trying to. He he wants to be a whip next year. Yeah, exactly. That's like, what he's mm-hmm. trying to. That's what he's angling for. Mm-hmm. So he's like he's kind of a, he's a narc. And and he's like yeah. working with the whips, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and it's it's really <laughs> shitty, you know. So so it's it's great that the nerd guy is just like you know like he kind of immediately recognized Stephens for with a fraud that he is, and he just talks to him like you know, hey, screw you, dickhead, you know, <laughs> right? Don't touch my telescope. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite lines. I don't
0: have a lot more stuff they really get into, but yeah. I just want to say the, the the lines are so good. There's so many great lines from Malcolm McDowell. I know. And the one, one, when when they do their blood oath and they're about to shoot people, he says, one man can change the world with a bullet in the right place. Mm -hmm. It's so awesome. Uh Uh-huh. And kind of scary in a way, but it's
1: like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Did you also have violence and revolution are the only pure acts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. War is the only, yeah, oh man, it's great. It's all good. It is. Anything else you got, Dave? I guess I mean not 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 like anything major that we haven't already covered, but uh-huh. I, I just wanted to. It, it's it sounds strange for, for, for this movie that, that is that is an iconic performance from Malcolm McDowell, but in seeing it again, uh, for I I, I can't remember if it's the third or fourth time I've seen this movie, but, mm-hmm. but like I was really drawn to Philip's character. Um, Me too. I only, loved him. I, I loved him because his his story is so compelling, and honestly as great a rebel kind of icon as as Mick Travis is mm-hmm. if you did the same story with Phillips yeah it would be almost as good maybe just as good mainly because he has something to be rebellious about
0: definitely yeah you
1: know when early in the film when when all the the boys are are like filing in for the semester um, you know, everybody's kind of just in the corridor, you know. Yeah, it's uh, hectic. It's, yeah, it's all chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of the whips walk by and they see Phillips and go, and you, Phillips, stop tarting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, he's not doing anything. He's minding right. his own business. Yep. But he's so good looking. And, and he, he's so, like, desirable for these, for, for everybody yeah. in the school that him just being there, like, it's almost like victim shaming. Like, like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. stop tarting. What is this guy doing? Nothing. He hasn't done anything. Right. He's being abused
0: by people. Completely, Completely victimized.
1: Yes. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I was, I guess more sensitive to, to, to Phillip's story on this viewing. So that's all I wanted to. Bring yeah.
0: Up. Yeah. I, I loved Philip's character. It was mm-hmm. great. Um, <laughs> one other thing I thought that was awesome is the ending when they, they shoot up the school. Yeah. Um, they're on the rooftop, just firing. They have like all these machine guns and Uh bombs and they found them in the storage under the stage at the school. Oh Yeah. (laughs) Um, so like the general comes general Denson, by the way, did you hear that? I,
1: I, is, is he's his dad Yeah. on
0: this watching? I was like, is Uh, that Denson's
1: dad? General Denson? General Denson. That's awesome. It makes sense. Yeah.
0: But, uh, anyway, that, not that, but there's like knights like behind them.
1: Well, what is that? What was that (laughs) about? (laughs) It's that tradition (laughs) thing, man. Well, I mean, and and I I get that like in in court. I mean, like like the 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 barristers all wear like the powdered wigs and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But are people in full armor? I don't know, but they come <laughs> to this old, this traditional
0: school for you know, five hundred year old tradition yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. There were knights five hundred years they, there ago. There were. So yeah. they're like, all right, so let's. They're they're there behind the general, <laughs> and then like when they're shooting up the school, it like shows the knight stand, and they're like, oh, like it's just really funny. It is, which cool. I guess is another representation of you know. Times have changed, you know. Yes. We're firing machine guns at you, knight. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> it's it's humorous. It is. Yeah. It's just really weird humor. I know. I, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or not, but it comes <laughs> off as funny,
1: right? <laughs> um, and the only other thing I guess to touch on is just that, like, um, y- you know, like like Mick Travis, when we last see him in the film, he's just firing his gun, you know, at 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 other students and faculty and parents. Yeah. yeah. And then five years later, in you know, O lucky man, he's a coffee salesman. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the other guys, Biles is, is also one of the coffee. Salesmen. Uh-huh, yeah. There's, there's a, there's like a few people in this movie who are, whose characters. Yeah, there's a handful of them. Yeah. Into the next one. Um, And so even though this is the Mick Travis trilogy and it's the same character throughout the thing, I, I, I think you're right. As far as that, just, it, it might be the same actor with the same name, but it's just three completely separate stories. I agree. You know, you yeah, know. you don't even need
0: like change the name. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. It'd be right. It wouldn't make a difference.
1: And and that's maybe just like Lindsey Anderson in in kind of a, a Kubrick move of just you know like or any kind of director who likes to to mess with you. Just like you know, yeah, his name's Mick Travis. L- right. Let's move on. And it makes sense. I haven't seen Britannia Hospital. Okay. What is I'm assuming there's a
0: similar fighting the system kind of vibe in it. Yes, or making a
1: commentary well, on something. Well, you remember the, remember the the doctor who created who had those those terrible experiments that turned the guy into a sheep. The sheep man, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He's still on the loose. Okay. And Mick is trying to conquer him in that movie. Okay. Um. All right. And and it's 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 not it's not as good as the other two, obviously. Okay. And it's it's more of just like kind of uh, not it's it's. It's a horror movie more than anything really? else. Really? Yeah. Okay. And, and I, it's definitely worth a watch if you like If and Oh Lucky Man, but it doesn't hold up with the other two films. Okay. Yeah. All right. And it came out like 20 years later or something? It was, um, it way was later. in 83, I think. So okay. It was like so maybe years 10 after, years. Yeah. Okay. But like Malcolm McDowell is clearly like an adult now. Yeah. You know? Right. Uh, he's got like that, uh, that Terrence Stamp hairdo that he uh. had. You know? <laughs> 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 so it doesn't look like <laughs> Mick Travis that we know. Okay. Know? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. So um, would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. Yeah. If um, and don't, don't do like we do, everybody, like it's a dude's tradition to to do franchises out of order, but <laughs> but don't do it like we have. Watch If and then watch Oh, Lucky Man, then Britannia Hospital. But yeah, If is a great movie. OK, yeah, I'd recommend it, too. I say
0: I, I, I like Oh, Lucky Man better personally. Okay. Yeah. But um, this is a good one. If. If it sounds like something up your alley, definitely check it out, Uh but then check out Oh, Lucky Man for sure. Yeah. I think that's the superior film, um, and it has a lot... I think it has just better everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Slightly different subject matter, but both great. But yeah, If, I would recommend If. So, that's it. Yep. All right. If you like what you heard, please subscribe in iTunes, rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. If you don't use iTunes, find us anywhere else you get a podcast and rate us, review us there, share it, please do so. Um, Or go to dudesonmovies.com. Find anything you need right there.
1: Yeah, and we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Dudes on Movies, and we have an email address, dudesonmovies at gmail.com. Yes. Hit us up with an email about anything you want to talk about with movies. Definitely. And we got a question of the week, Dave. What's the question of the week? Uh, The question of the week, what is your favorite film
0: about prep school? Yeah, prep school. Are Mm -hmm. we just trying to limit the high school here?
1: Are we Uh, Ivy League
0: College, maybe?
1: uh, I don't don't want people saying
0: Animal House, because that's not what we're talking (laughs) about here you know okay yeah maybe just a boarding school okay yeah. all right yeah. yeah what is your favorite film about boarding school oh there you go yeah all right so stay tuned next week when we'll discuss another request this came from donna Uh, She wrote a great email, and she wants us to do 1995's To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. To Wong Fu, everybody, yes. Yes, directed by Beban Kidron, starring Patrick Swayze, Wesley Snipes, and John Leguizamo. Do you guys remember this one? Probably not. (laughs) So until next week, I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave. And we'll see you next time.